February 2nd, 2024. Happy birthday to Shakira. She was born 48 years ago today. Christy Brinkley, the former supermodel and ex-Mrs. Billy Joel. She turns 70 today. On this date, 1653, New Amsterdam was founded. They now call that place New York City. The first Groundhog Day was celebrated in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania on this date in 1887. The day after, the Patriots beat the Panthers in the Super Bowl 20 years ago today. CBS was apologizing after Janet Jackson exposed herself on national television. On 107, SZA getting ready for a big night on Sunday. It could be a record-breaking night for her at the Grammys. Maddie has more now. Bring in your taste of Hollywood. Right here to the South Coast. And we are here for it. We're spilling the tea with Maddie's entertainment update on Fun 107. Justin Timberlake seems to be taking back his apology to Britney Spears and maybe even Janet Jackson, too. The timing of which couldn't have come at a worse time. The singer performed in New York City on Wednesday for a one-night-only show, and he decided to say this during Crimea River. Awkward. Some in the audience cheered him on, but this video is not being well-received online. For a couple reasons, depending on how you look at it. For starters, this is immediately being perceived by many as a straight-up shot to Britney, which is probably spot-on, considering he reportedly went right into Crimea River right after that. And if you follow JT versus Britney, Crimea River was about Britney. So everyone knows that track is famously about her. And, of course, Britney Spears herself recently apologized to Justin publicly, kind of, sort of. Uh, she said sorry if what she wrote in her book made anyone feel bad. So it was like, you know, kind of a half apology. Um, the other celeb people are expressing outrage on behalf of Janet as well. And that's because, you know, today is the 20th anniversary of that Super Bowl performance with him where, you know, she kind of flashed millions because of what Justin did. Um, there was a lot of controversy over the few years uh, um, just about the whole thing. So... Apparently, he just doesn't care anymore. So he's just saying, sorry, not sorry. I mean, maybe he's a Conor McGregor fan. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I mean, it could be. It could have been just I, a tip of the cap to him. I, I mean, don't know. I, I don't think it was. No. But <laughs> I think, if anything, he was pulling inspiration from Conor. Uh, but I think uh, I think he is just in I don't care era right now. And, uh, I mean, can you really blame him? I don't know. Britney Spears coming forward, though, and basically... She, if anybody follows Britney Spears on Instagram, you know how wild of a roller coaster that is. And uh, she went online and expressed that she knows that Justin did that and said something along the lines of, um, I heard somebody's talking smack about me. And uh, why don't you go cry to your mom like you did last time? She also has. Uh, the comments turned off. So I hate that. That's uh, the worst part of her Instagram. Very interesting. Well, she has to. People are nuts. They probably just like say the craziest things to her. So that was I the don't best know. part. And I know the whole Janet Jackson thing is controversial. Here we go. I just got a question. Like, do you think 
that was ever discussed before that happened. Yes. Uh, did you? I don't did know. they say let's make Super Bowl history? We're going to pull this off and do this. I I truly think that they were. She was supposed to get her clothes ripped off, but I think something was supposed to be there. She it had snapped. said that before. Like there was supposed to be like a lace thing there, and and it got ripped off with what Justin what? ripped. So then it was a straight up accident. You think? Yeah. The the beef that everybody talks about, and I don't know if we have enough time to even get into this, but the beef is the fact that Janet had to apologize. And ultimately, it derailed her career where Justin had zero backlash and he had 50% to do with the whole debacle. So it's like Janet, Janet's career was destroyed and Justin just quietly moved on. And it's just, we don't have enough time to talk about that <laughs> feminist stuff right there. Okay, but that clears that up because I've always thought like... That is definitely something that must have come up before. It was 1,000, but there's no way Justin would just grab her and yeah. rip, no. That was definitely choreographed, but it wasn't supposed, she wasn't supposed to flash everybody yeah. is, is the moral of the story. And 20 here. years later, we're still talking about it. <laughs> Unreal. Now let's talk about Elmo, shall we? Elmo is just checking in. How is everybody doing? Those simple words from Elmo have blown up on social media and users are not holding back on how they're really feeling. So he went on X to see how everyone was handling 2024 so far. People got real dark what? real quick. Uh, the various responses ranged from disappointment with the latest football results and the economic crisis to sharing of brand endorsements and even marital problems. The wellness check type tweet turned into a therapy session as thousands of users trauma dumped on the character's <laughs> page. Uh, not feeling too dump. tickled about life right now, Elmo, <laughs> said somebody. Uh, Elmo, I'm suffering from existential dread over here. Elmo, I'm going to be real. I am at my bleeping limit. Not going to lie, Elmo, I'm tired. A oh, lot's going on, Little Red. Careful what you ask for, Elmo. Seriously, the viral moment even attracted the attention of big brands and celebrities hoping to promote new deals and products. Dr. Phil taking the opportunity to give his book, We've Got Issues, oh a shout God. out. Did Wendy's do anything? Because they're always good for Oh, her. they're always good. Yeah. I'm not seeing it here, though. I guess Buffalo Wild Wings and Chipotle chimed in. <laughs> um, so what do they got to complain El about? Yeah. I don't know. Well, they probably weren't complaining. They were probably saying, hey, come get wings. Feel better. Got a new sauce. Um, Following that explosive tweet, Elmo returned to X to encourage everyone in response to the heavy messages. Uh, the rather depressive responses made many users realize the importance of sharing their feelings. <laughs> we need to start checking in on our friends. Thousands of people are telling Elmo that they're depressed. Our friends are out here venting their sadness to an emotionally attentive Muppet, one user wrote. The sorrowful response from Americans apparently also caught the attention of President Biden. Come on. Who said, I know how hard it he is said, some come on, days. Man. I know how hard it is some days to sweep the clouds away and get to sunnier days. Our friend Elmo is right. We have to be there for each other. Offer our help to a neighbor in need. And above all else, ask for help when we need it. Come on, man. Unreal. <laughs> they had Elmo on Good Morning America, and apparently they also had uh, Larry David on at the same time. And Larry David took it upon himself to attack Elmo and <laughs> pretend to punch Elmo in the face. Nice. People aren't aren't too happy with Larry David right now. <laughs> so weird. Like the 2024. What's happening? 
We could see history made on Sunday night at the Grammys. Any guesses as to who's going to make history? Anybody? Anybody? Taylor Swift. It's Taylor Swift. The answer is always Taylor Swift. It could find... She could be breaking records. Uh, She's up for six awards, including Album of the Year. And if she wins that big prize, when she wins that big prize, she will be the only artist to ever win it four times. She's currently in a tie at three wins with Frank Sinatra, Stevie Wonder, and Paul Simon. If country singer Jelly Roll wins Best New Artist, he will be the the oldest to win in that category, taking the distinction from a 33-year-old Sheryl Crow. And if the most nominated artist, SZA, wins in all nine categories in which she is nominated, that'll be the most Grammy wins in a single night. Yeah, I think that beats uh, Michael. So that's a lot. I, I feel like Adele's up there, too, though. Adele and Beyonce, I think, are... Uh, Beyonce, I think, had... Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I think, think they're tied. I think they're up there, for yep. sure. But a lot of uh, history could be made on Sunday night at the Grammys. I don't know if people still watch... Award shows. I don't really watch. Them I would anymore. tend to watch the Grammys over like yeah. the Oscars. I've always at least enjoyed their performances. I've and, always enjoyed the Grammys, and I always have enjoyed the VH1 Video Music Awards. Those ones are always like fun and interesting, and yeah. the red carpet's usually really fun. I think I'll probably tune into this one and watch Taylor Swift win again. <laughs> More entertainment news up on the Fun 107. And starting Monday morning, our first chance for you to get a date with Tate. Hang out with Tate McRae backstage. Go to one of her shows. We bring you backstage. You get to meet her. Pictures, the whole thing. A date with Tate. Find out how to win Monday morning on Michael and Maddie. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Carr. Which movie should the South Coast see? And what should we skip this weekend? Here's Kevin Carr's movie review on The Michael and Maddie Show. Good morning. There's really only one movie to talk about in theaters this week, and that is Argyle. It says me how you dance as well as you dress. There's only one way to find out. You and I, we're not so different. Agent Argyle. Little help. Hold on. The book is phenomenal, sweetie, but... What happens next? It's called a cliffhanger, mother. Ellie, it's called a cop-out. Argyle is a movie about a, a woman played by Bryce Dallas Howard, who's a writer who writes these successful spy thrillers that are very, very popular. And then she gets whisked away into the spy world herself when it turns out that the stories she's been writing have been copying things that are really happening behind the scenes in espionage. And while she's on the run, she has her cat with her in a backpack. That's just sort of like the side story in there. And the cat's all over the movie, although the cat isn't terribly critical to the film. It's just that I guess he's just there for laughs. But the story, it's it's an absurd premise because, I mean, it does really get ridiculous when you think about it. Don't think too hard about how this stuff works out. But then it morphs into more and more ludicrous things with every turn or plot twist you have going on in the film to the point that it just almost falls into itself. they, They really lose control over any sort of reality, even even James Bond reality is ridiculous at a certain point. Uh, and, and I think they lose sight out of, as to whether they're telling realistic characters in a, in a story uh, 
that's maybe absurd and then just making everything uh, almost a spoof. So the the movie's very uneven. Fortunately, the cast is really good. I mean, Bryce Dallas Howard and Sam Rockwell have quite a quite good amount of chemistry there. You also have some good supporting roles by people like Brian Cranston and Samuel L. Jackson and, and Henry Cavill. Uh, but but the movie really it it it's, at times I don't think it knows what it wants to be. Plus it runs too long. It's like two hours and twenty minutes, and that can be exhausting. Movies overstay their welcome, especially recently. We've had a lot of these movies that are usually a good twenty minutes to thirty minutes longer than they need to be, and this certainly is one of them. It drags a story down and never quite reaches the energy level it needs. So it doesn't really sound like you like this one, huh? Well, I'm going to have to say that uh, even though it has some good moments, I still have to say Argyle kind of sucks. Well, all right. Wow, not liking Argyle. Kevin Carr, have a great weekend, man. All right, thank you. Have a good weekend. Hello, Seven. All right, it's time for Truth Talk here on Michael and Maddie. Oh, boy. So I'm a little ashamed. I'm in a bad little a bad little place lately where... It's it's classic. Like the uh, but I'd say maybe two weeks ago, I was out to dinner, and I was at this place, and they sent me a dessert. They just like caught me a dessert. They just gave it to me, and I was like, "Well, that's really nice." Because mm-hmm. honestly, when I go out to dinner, I never order dessert. I never. It's not like it's a hard you, thing. To, how dare you? No, how dare I, you? I just don't like. Desserts that much. I only do it at Portuguese restaurants. You realize that means you're a serial killer, no, right? No, I know, I know. The fact that you don't, okay. I'm just, I'm just making sure you know that. So somebody sent me over, the, the owner sent me over dessert, and I, I looked at it, and I'm like, you know what? This looks good. This looks like it's right up my alley. It was a chocolate truffle bomb. Bad boy. Okay. Oh. And it had, <laughs> it, it, the outside of it had like chocolate shavings. Okay. And then when you cut into it, on the top was like a chocolate Pudding slash mousse. Keep going. And then it goes into mm. a cake. Okay. What else? That's pretty much it. <laughs> but it was like, oh my goodness. It was good. Like I, I was I, I was on board. All right. Okay. So I ate it. I enjoyed every bite. I left. I go home. I try to continue with my life. And no, I think about the chocolate Whoa, truffle Oh, that's oh, when no. you know it's good. So... The when past, it's haunting you, yeah, that's The past good. couple of days, the past couple of nights, I've been thinking about it so much that I actually, last night, drove to the restaurant, walked in, no dinner, nothing to eat. I said, all I want is a chocolate truffle bun to go. Who does that? <laughs> that me? Is like, have you ever done that? A thousand percent. Are you serious? It makes me feel so much better. I feel oh, my like, God. I feel like such a loser. The amount of times that my husband and I have had dinner, and then we were like, we need something sweet. Let's go get dessert. And but, we'll go somewhere and get dessert and bring it home. Greg's Greg's cake? Come on. So it, so you go to dinner at one place and you get a dessert at another well, restaurant? No, like we'll eat dinner at home. Okay, because that's what happened to me. I You were eating dinner at home? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and then it's like, I, I, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Get in the car, drive to the restaurant, walk in and say, I need See, a chocolate truffle yeah, bomb? Michael, now you're living. Now you get it. <laughs> now you understand. It sounds so scandalous, though, it, it, doesn't it? I, it was like such a walk of shame. I mean, yeah. you're talking to a girl that is married to a man who... We'll go to the movie theater just to buy the popcorn and Why bring it home. Why would you do that and spend $50, $50 on popcorn? Because the popcorn is worth it. And then you bring it home and you enjoy the movie from the comfort you of really your couch. You made me feel better. Because I honestly, I thought... Nah, you're I've good. never done that before. Like, gone to a restaurant to just order 
Welcome to the big leagues, wow. buddy. Welcome to the big leagues. So I, I really felt like this, it was this walk of shame when I walk in and I walk back to the takeout area. And I'm like, yeah, no, I didn't call anything in. I just want to uh, that sounds like something that's a special. Why are you ashamed of that? You're I don't crazy, know. man. I, I don't know. There's if no... that's something to be ashamed of, then I am the scarlet letter because <laughs> I love me some dessert. It is 6.55. 90-second news update. Here's Phil. A New Bedford City Council dispute is working its way into court. A clerk magistrate today could decide whether criminal charges should be filed against a couple of men following an alleged trespassing incident at City Hall back in November. Carlos Felix and Craig Tuzinski claim they were asked to leave City Hall but maintain they had every right to be there. The New Bedford Light reports they now want to bring charges against three city councilors. A federal jury has convicted a Fall River police officer of assaulting a man who was in his custody. Prosecutors say Officer Nicholas Horst struck a person who had been arrested with a baton back in December of 2020 and then failed to mention that fact in two incident reports. Horst convictions carry a maximum possible sentence of 50 years in prison. The state police sergeant accused of accepting bribes to pass people who failed commercial driving tests has resigned. Gary Cedarquist was head of the commercial driver's license unit when the alleged bribery took place. He was arrested Wednesday and dishonorably discharged from the state police after filing retirement papers on Thursday. The man convicted of one of the largest breaches in CIA history is receiving a 40-year prison sentence. Former CIA officer Joshua Adam Schulte was convicted of the Vault 7 leak. Schulte left the CIA in 2016, providing WikiLeaks with classified data that was then published. Prosecutors asked for a life sentence in the case. A new World Health Organization study predicts there will be more than 35 million new cancer cases by 2050. The majority of diagnoses are expected to be in low-income countries, with mortality seen as doubling. And the sequel for the hit movie Beetlejuice finally has a title. The film, shot in Vermont and partially here in Massachusetts, will be titled Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice 2024 AD. Michael Keaton, Winona Ryder, and Catherine O'Hara will all reprise their roles from the first film. And meanwhile, new additions to the cast include Jenna Ortega, William Defoe, and Justin Theroux. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice 2024 AD will hit theaters on September 6th. In sports, the Boston Celtics lost to the L.A. Lakers last night, 114-105. They welcome the Memphis Grizzlies to TD Garden for a game Sunday night and the NHL All-Star game tomorrow in Toronto featuring a couple of Boston Bruins. By the way, the Bruins back in Boston on Tuesday. Traffic and weather next. From the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107, Michael and Maddie. So there's a, this girl that I know, her name is... Shakira. <laughs> it's not the Shakira. It's just her name is Shakira. And I was talking to her yesterday and she said that she is like, she can't even describe the level of cringe, cringe. And she's so sick of every time somebody mentions her name. It's always Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> it's Shakira, Shakira. That's oh, she had. hates that people have to say her name twice? Twice. Interesting. Al always. And and she also said that, like, there's always the, like, stupid dad joke, like, do your hips lie? Yeah. Like, so she wanted me to pass along. And she said, please just maybe, like, mention this PSA. You don't <laughs> well, have to say my name twice. Her millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> so I think that eases the pain a bit. But it got me thinking about what names, like, because, you know, everybody's name has like that thing 
not I guess not every single person, but there oh. are so many names out there that like you've heard the jokes like enough. Felicia. Oh my God! Absolutely. Yeah. Like if you're you were unlucky enough to be named Felicia, <laughs> like before the Ice Cube thing. Yeah. And or like, like Yvonne. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a French name, or, Yvonne. Yeah, Yvonne. <laughs> How about Karen? Karen's another one. Mine, when I was younger, it always inspired people to break out the Maddie, Maddie, fo fatty, fee, fi, fo fatty, Maddie. Remember when you used I, to do that yeah. with people's names? Oh, that's a new core memory. Michael, Michael, Mobile, fee, fi, fo Michael. What hits me like in my soft spot, mm. still have like a little like wound from when I was in kindergarten. I remember I, I was really upset one time in kindergarten that, that one kid said, Michael, Michael, motorcycle. <laughs> Do you remember the rest of this? Uh, Michael, don't. Michael, motorcycle, turn the key and watch him pee. Okay. That was not a real saying. It was, it was a thing. <laughs> no, it that wasn't. That was a thing. That was not a thing. At least I carried, I've carried oh, that around for 50 no. years. That you feel is better? not a thing at all. That's it really, really upset me. It really, I was really upset about that. You know, if he's listening somewhere, just know, man, you really ruined Michael's life <laughs> with that one. So I was thinking, call us. What is like your thing for your name that like, you're just so sick of? Like, for example... Rock, oh, rock star. You're a rock star. 508-994-1071 or send in the audio on the Fun 107 app. Phil with a look at the headlines. Tensions between New Bedford City Councilors and residents in the spotlight. A clerk magistrate show cause hearing set today, and that could determine whether a couple of men will face trespassing charges. This all stems from a November council meeting with councilors claiming Carlos Felix and Craig Tuzensky were asked to leave following a regular meeting but refused. The men maintained they had a right to be there and now want to bring charges against three councillors for allegedly making false statements to police. A Fall River police officer has been found guilty of assaulting a man in custody and failing to report that assault. 37-year-old Nicholas Hoare was convicted of beating the man with a baton following an arrest in 2020. He's due for sentencing in April and could face up to 50 years in prison. The Massachusetts Senate has approved a wide-ranging gun reform bill. The measure seeks to keep untraceable ghost guns off the street and put a ban on assault weapons into law. It also would ban devices that make semi-automatic weapons fully automatic and makes numerous changes to gun laws. The House passed a far different version of the bill, so a conference committee will meet to work out the differences. Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee says he was not informed about problems with the Washington Bridge until more than 72 hours after their discovery. Recently released emails show the Rhode Island Department of Transportation first learned of serious structural issues with the span on December 8th. That was three days before the shutdown. McKee decided to close the westbound side of the bridge and says since then he feels state officials have handled the shutdown well. And French high-wire artist Philippe Petit, who walked between the Twin Towers in 1974, is doing another rope walk this evening in New York. He became famous for that heart-stopping wire walk when he was 24. And now at the age of 74, he'll go airborne this evening at the Church of St. John the Divine, navigating 1,100 
floating ribbons. It's a special art installation made for the church. Petit says they asked, and he didn't hesitate for a second, despite his age. He says he's never felt more secure on the high wire and has no plans to retire. In sports, the Boston Celtics lost to the L.A. Lakers last night, 114-105. to Next up, a game with the Memphis Grizzlies at TD Garden on Sunday night. And the NHL All-Star Game is tomorrow at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, featuring the Boston Bruins' David Pasternak and Jeremy Swayman. Traffic and weather next. From the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. Fun 107, Michael and Maddie. And we are talking uh, earlier about, I, I, I've got this friend named Shakira, and how she can't stand, like she just wants me to put a PSA out there to the people. You don't have to say Shakira, Shakira. Like, that's not clever anymore. She's heard it. She's heard the, you know, do your hips lie? Like, all those jokes. She's got that. Uh, so we got a message in on the Fun 107 app this morning from Jen in New Bedford. And Jen says, having the name Jennifer, I've always heard. Oh, yeah. Jenny from the block over and over again. I mean, if I'm synonymous with Jennifer Lopez, I'm fine <laughs> with that. She says, Jenny, Jen, Jen, the Jenny from the block was super irritating, uh, says Jen from the block in New Bedford. <laughs> 508-994-1071. What is your name and what are you sick of people saying about your name? Good morning. My name is Kiki. So one song that people will sing for my name is Kiki. Do you love me? Are you writing? Say you never ever leave from beside me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but at least I like that's a fun one. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a fun one, but you hear it so much that it gets annoying. Yeah, it gets yeah. a little old. Thanks so, for calling Enough Kiki. of the Drake for the Kikis. <laughs> Thank you very much. No problem. Bye-bye. Fun 107, good morning. What's your name? So it's more for my last name. Okay. My last name is Haskell, and I would always get any relation to Eddie. Gee, Mrs. Cleaver, you even look pretty in an apron. <laughs> Thank you very much, Eddie. Oh, <laughs> man. And it's like, no. Say <laughs> no, no relation. Like you've never heard that one before. Right, which is very before my time, so I feel like they're trying to age me. <laughs> oh. Hey, thanks for the call. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Fun 107, what's your name? My name is Kara. When I was a teenager, I used to ride the city bus, and the um, bus driver always sang to me when I got on, Cara mio, I... It was like an old song. Uh, so oh, an Italian I song. That all the time. I wanted to comment on the Michael thing because my husband's name is Michael. Yeah. And I definitely do the Michael, Michael motorcycle, turn the key. <laughs> heard wow, that a million was times. a thing. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I stand yes, corrected. Definitely. Okay. He feels a lot better today. I can tell you that. Much. I'm emotionally bruised from that. I really am. <laughs> yes. Uh, my husband's a Michael. He's heard it a million times. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Fun 107. Good morning. Hi. I'm calling with a connection to the name thing. Yes. Uh, not necessarily a nickname, but I unfortunately grew up in the 90s with my maiden name being Amanda Moore. Oh. And so Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore. Uh, were you, did your friends call you Mandy? Well, they tried, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Well, That's it, funny. It probably didn't ease up with the whole this is us thing. No, no, it didn't. But in the 90s, it was a little worse. My middle name happened to be Brittany. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. So it was. That's funny. It was a rivalry. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Thanks. Bye.
Fun 107. My name is Nicole, but growing up, I was, well, even until my 30s, I was called Nikki, and it was always Tricky Nikki, and my best friend's name was Katie, and she was called Shady Katie. Oh, we no. Or Shady, and it was awful, and I hated it. Oh, yeah, I can see why you would hate that one. Tricky Nikki's tough. That one's tough. Yeah. I mean, Shady Katie, not much better. <laughs> No, we caught it on somewhere during, like, probably middle school or high school, and then it just stuck. Wow. Well, it, well, thanks for sharing, but we will not continue that trend. We yes. promise. We'll squash that Thank today. You. See, Tricky. I, I mean, oh. Nikki. Oh. <laughs> See you later. Bye, guys. It is 825. Phil is standing by in the Charnock Oak Tavern newsroom this morning. A New Bedford City Council dispute is working its way into court. A clerk magistrate today could decide whether criminal charges should be filed against a couple of men following an alleged trespassing incident at City Hall back in November. Carlos Felix and Craig Tazensky claim they were asked to leave City Hall but maintain they had every right to be there. The New Bedford Light reports they now want to bring charges against three city councilors. A federal jury has convicted a Fall River police officer of assaulting a man who was in his custody. Prosecutors say Officer Nicholas Hoare struck a person who had been arrested with a baton back in December of 2020 and then failed to mention that fact in two incident reports. Horse convictions carry a maximum possible sentence of 50 years in prison. The state police sergeant accused of accepting bribes to pass people who failed commercial driving tests has resigned. Gary Cedarquist was head of the commercial driver's license unit when the alleged bribery took place. He was arrested Wednesday and dishonorably discharged from the state police after filing retirement papers on Thursday. The man convicted of one of the largest breaches in CIA history is receiving a 40-year prison sentence. Former CIA officer Joshua Adam Schulte was convicted of the Vault 7 leak. Schulte left the CIA in 2016, providing WikiLeaks with classified data that was then published. Prosecutors asked for a life sentence in the case. A new World Health Organization study predicts there will be more than 35 million new cancer cases by 2050. The majority of diagnoses are expected to be in low-income countries, with mortality seen as doubling. And the sequel for the hit movie Beetlejuice finally has a title. The film, shot in Vermont and partially here in Massachusetts, will be titled Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, 2024 A.D. Michael Keaton, Winona Ryder, and Catherine O'Hara will all reprise their roles from the first film. And meanwhile, new additions to the cast include Jenna Ortega, William Defoe, and Justin Theroux. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, 2024 A.D. will hit theaters on September 6th. In sports, the Boston Celtics lost to the L.A. Lakers last night, 114-105. to They welcome the Memphis Grizzlies to TD Garden for a game Sunday night and the NHL All-Star game tomorrow in Toronto featuring a couple of Boston Bruins. By the way, the Bruins back in Boston on Tuesday. Traffic and weather next. From the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. And Dua Lipa is appearing in uh, the movie Argyle which opens oh. up this weekend. We're going to find out what Kevin Carr thinks about that movie coming up in just a second, but still some people on hold here. They want to, t- they want to tell us their name and what joke they're sick of about their name. Like, so, like, for example, we had Nikki, who was called Tricky Nikki. Didn't appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, who would? We had Amanda Amanda Moore, who was, like, sick of hearing about the Mandy Moore jokes. Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? All the Kikis out there want just to put that away. No need to sing that anymore to the Kikis out there. Another one for the Amanda, too. I remember growing up, it was more like, oh, a man, duh. 
Do you remember that one? Do you remember that? <laughs> 508-994-1071. What is your name and what are you sick of hearing when it comes to your name? My name is Raphael. In the 90s, I got named after a Ninja Turtle. I had about like seven Ninja Turtle birthday parties and everyone would <laughs> call me Raphael the Ninja Turtle. And it was annoying. <laughs> I was going to say, did you like it or not? I don't know. I, I actually, yeah, I, uh, I got, I grew fond of it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more worse nicknames you could get out there. That's, at least that's kind of cool, you know? Yeah, I've been called a lot worse. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks for calling, Raphael. No problem. Take it easy. Fun 107, what's your name? So it's Jamie, but my middle name is Lee. So I was all growing up, everyone called me Jamie Lee. So they said, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then the other thing, too, is, well, how do you spell it? Is it J-A-I, J-A-M, J-A-Y? Yeah, there's so many (laughs) different ways. (laughs) Have a great day, Jamie Lee. Bye. All right, I see on the screen that the next caller is named... Raven. I bet we can guess what this is about. That's so Raven. <laughs> Hi. Hello. So I cannot tell you how many times people, when they find out my name is Raven, they're like, that's so Raven. And they say it like they're the first person to ever every think time. of it. Right? Sure. They say it every time. Every yeah. time. Every time. Or I get some kind of joke about birds. Oh, birds, yeah. <laughs> Well, you're not going to get that joke from us today, Raven. Oh, good. Thank Uh, you. All right. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Carr. Which movie should the South Coast see? And what should we skip this weekend? Here's Kevin Carr's movie review on The Michael and Maddie Show. Good morning. There's really only one movie to talk about in theaters this week, and that is Argyle. It's Sesame Hope you dance as well as you dress. There's only one way to find out. You and I, we're not so different. Agent Argyle. Little help? Hold on. The book is phenomenal, sweetie, but... What happens next? It's called a cliffhanger, Mother. Ellie, it's called a cop-out. Argyle is a movie about a, a woman played by Bryce Dallas Howard, who's a writer who writes these successful spy thrillers that are very, very popular. And then she gets whisked away into the spy world herself when it turns out that the stories she's been writing have been copying things that are really happening behind the scenes in espionage. And while she's on the run, she has her cat with her in a backpack. That's just sort of like the side story in there. And the cat's all over the movie, although the cat isn't terribly critical to the film. It's just that I guess he's just there for laughs. But the story, it's it's an absurd premise because, I mean, it does really get ridiculous when you think about it. Don't think too hard about how this stuff works out. But then it morphs into more and more ludicrous things with every turn or plot twist you have going on in the film to the point that it just almost falls into itself. they, They really lose control over any sort of reality, even even James Bond reality is ridiculous at a certain point. Uh, and, and I think they lose sight out of, as to whether they're telling realistic characters in a, in a story that's maybe absurd and then just making everything uh, o- almost a spoof. So 
the, the movie's very uneven. Fortunately, the cast is really good. I mean, Bryce Dallas Howard and Sam Rockwell have quite a quite good amount of chemistry there. You also have some good supporting roles by people like Brian Cranston and Samuel L. Jackson and, and Henry Cavill. Uh, but but the movie really it it it's, at times I don't think it knows what it wants to be. Plus, it runs too long. It's like two hours and twenty minutes, and that can be exhausting. Movies overstay their welcome, especially recently. We've had a lot of these movies that are usually a good twenty minutes to thirty minutes longer than they need to be, and this certainly is one of them. It drags a story down and never quite reaches the energy level it needs. So it doesn't really sound like you like this one, huh? Well, I'm going to have to say that uh, even though it has some good moments, I still have to say Argyle kind of sucks. Well, all right. Wow, not liking Argyle. Kevin Carr, have a great weekend, man. All right, thank you. Have a good week. Fun 107, that is Tate McRae. And coming up on Monday morning on Michael and Maddie, we're going to let you know how to have a date with Tate. Date with Tate McRae. You get to we'll go backstage, meet her, pictures, autographs, all that stuff, and great seats. Uh, to the Tate McRae show, of course. It's Michael and Maddie, and looks like we've got uh, an early spring coming our way. Yay! Punxsutawney Phil calling for the uh, not six more not six more weeks of winter, but you know spring. Glad now. tidings on this Groundhog Day. An early spring is on the way. That's what I'm talking about. What do you think about these these people who are in part of the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club, which has been around since 1887? Like, these guys wow. get up on stage, and they're wearing these, like, tuxedos with tails, bow tie, overcoat, top hat, mm. and, like... And it's important to note, they are so, like, excited. Mm. They're so lively about it. They wait all year for this. This is their moment. Yet, like, you know, it is such a part of the, their identity. Like, they, <laughs> yes. like it's July. They're walking around. Like, they, you know, they, they go on vacation. They're telling everybody in the, you know, Disney line, hey, I'm, you know. Do you think, like, when not going to make a big deal of this, but I'm, I'm part of the Punxsutawney Club. When they, like, club. go out to dinner, people are like, oh, that's the guy that's, like, in the club. The, the, sir, that uh, gentleman over there wanted to buy you a drink because you're in the Punxsutawney yes. Club. Yes, thousand percent. Imagine putting that in your Tinder profile. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you do. Hey, I mean, if that's their charisma, go for it. But um, I wonder, like, how many are there? What do you have to do to get into that club? And like, who is? What's the requirements here? Yeah, like, what are the uh, qualifications? What are the duties? I need to know. Do you have the answers? No. Oh wow. No. But uh, I, I find it fascinating the guy who's brave enough to hold that wild groundhog. Oh, stop it. It's no. not wild. I mean, that's not... That a, groundhog is either sedated or it is the chillest groundhog I've ever seen in my very life. Very domesticated. But like a groundhog cannot be domesticated. Are you positive? i not positive. I don't... Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. It looks pretty domesticated to me. <laughs> I see videos all the time of people having exotic animals. I mean, there's no difference. I just wouldn't be brave enough to hold the groundhog. I think like you're begging to get bitten for rabies. And that's yeah, <laughs> their bite is. I mean, I know pe I know on. people in college that had like pet raccoons and stuff. It's raccoons? like this, yeah, it's like the same Oof. thing. My uh, my sister's mother-in-law will feed raccoons 
by hand. Oh, like, that's intense. They'll come right up to the window and she'll, I'm like, are you crazy? They got little These cute hands. wild raccoons. They do have cute hands. <laughs> but it's like, you are begging. Honestly, hot topic, raccoons are cute. I think they are. They definitely are, but they are like bad news bears. Like, you cannot come into contact with a raccoon. They're like, trash they're, pandas. Let I them think, be. I think you're making all that up, Michael. <laughs> they're riddled with with rabies. No, I no, no, no. you're no. assuming. Rabies, <laughs> you know, animals get rabies. You Not all animals come you know with rabies. what they say about people assuming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>